Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 171 of the Picos Riley podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And this week, uh, we've got we've got news, classic <laughs> news. Patch ten that one dot seven comes out on Tuesday, and comes with some misweaver changes, uh, which we talked about a little bit previously on the podcast. But uh, now we get to see them in their final form. So we'll talk about Manatee more at the uh, in the podcast, and then just you know, classic stuff, random classic, which I'm playing. Playing a surprisingly amount of, or, or surprising amount of, so yeah, we'll definitely yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, how was your raid week? Ooh, um, I always so I'll be completely honest. With you, raid, raid weeks nowadays are just melding together. So like, I literally, as we're loading up the podcast, had to bring up Warcraft logs. I was like, "What did we kill last week?" Um, yeah. Trying to remember. So raid week. Uh, so we're down. So basically, we're at the point, and I think we. We do this on purpose. Is we only we're only writing one day a week, regardless. Yeah. So we basically said whatever we get done on Tuesday, that's our raid week. We get people sort of spread out, do whatever they want um, for the rest of the week. So we only raid Tuesday, so one day for you know three and a half hours or so. Um, and we did everything but Magmarax and Zakarn. Uh, sort of ran out of time at the end. Um, and primarily, we we wiped a lot to Sarkarath. Um, had a really Classic. clean echo, so I had like echo in three or four pulls. Um, but Sarkarath was like seventeen wipes, I think, before we killed it. Um, yeah. And uh, and yeah, it was um, it was rough. I think we started off the night. I think most of the like the most of those wipes where we had a couple new people, like brand new people in, who were taking some pretty uh, a lot of like the immuning rolls in P three, yeah. which I think was our issue last week too. Um, and so a couple of that, a couple still trying to work around that. And then we just had some really stupid plays. Like, I think I died twice early to getting the knock in P2 into a black hole. So like the, not the final knock, but the knock before the yeah. final knock getting knocked into a hole from like the phase one stuff we did yep. and just dying, like not realizing. So of course, like my raid leader's like, man, it would be cool if like monks had like this porting option. I was like, <laughs> I've done this fight literally for 400 pulls. I've never used my port for that phase. And yeah, maybe that's a bad thing on my part, but like, it's not in my like, <laughs> like my muscle memory. Um, so yeah, so there's some random stuff we like lose people randomly early, but um, but no, finally got through it and literally cleared like amalgamation chamber experiments, the cool assaults, and then Rashok in an hour. Uh, really like 45 minutes yeah um, so like, i mean <laughs> that sounds about like ours yeah it was just so, sarkarath is just full so, eh, sorry we uh we had a very light roster this week and when i say that i mean we had exactly 20 people nice so everybody that was in was in for everything everything where we didn't want to five heal we needed to have healers play dps um, so thankfully we have several healers that can play good DPS specs and we were doing the early bosses. Um, so we had people that weren't comfortable on their DPS specs, practice them on those so that nice. the, uh, the uh, other healers that have better DPS specs weren't just playing them on everything. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, we, w it wasn't clear what exactly we were going to do, how it was going to go. Um, we got through the first five in 40 minutes. Okay. And then, we're like, 
okay, we can either go do Deltharian and Sarkarath, or we can go do Scarred and Magmarex. And, like, literally nobody said, I want to do Scarn, but several <laughs> people said, I would like to do Deltharian and Sarkarath. Um, so, because of our comp stuff this week, that actually put us in a situation where we didn't have the immunes required to do oh, the strat no. we had been doing on Sarkarath, which then pushed us towards doing the three heal strat. Oh, okay. Um, so the goal was three hit, three heal, kill the boss at the, um, what is that, the third cosmic ascension? Yeah. Uh, you, that means you do like the first black hole with the externals. The second one is a group soak. The third one, we have our immune bait. Um, and that's all the same as our current strat. The only difference is the fourth one is now a group soak. And the fifth one is just they run out and die. Yeah, suicide, uh, they, just, yeah. they just suicide. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it worked. It took all of our raid night basically to get through <laughs> that. But um, I am really, really, really pleased that it worked. We ended up killing the boss at six minutes thirty nine, which is right when he, right before he jumps up for the cosmic ascension. Like the animation appears, and then the yeah. boss dies. Nice. Um, so yeah, it, I'm genuinely really, really pleased that that worked out. Uh, I still have stuff to figure out. I where we changed our tank stuff around for Sargreth. Uh huh. I'm now doing the phase two, phase three transition. And also tanking a ton of stuff in phase... I think I talked about this last last week, but tanking a ton of stuff in phase two. I'm finally getting the hang of it, I feel like, where I'm not constantly feeling like I need to push all of my cooldowns in phase two. Uh, And some of that is actually also uh, more DPS, means the ads don't live as long. Yeah. Yeah, less dangerous, yeah. Less dangerous levels. So, um, but finally getting a hand on that, but still dying more than I want to admit. So, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, uh, that was that was really fun to do that strep. Uh, we finished with like 10 minutes left in raid and somebody suggested we could go to Scar and there's a resounding no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, we, um, yeah, it was, it's just a weird, it's a weird raid week. We're also like, we have a bunch, we have a couple new trials coming in. So it's like, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, as long as I think the, we get down Sarkareth and Echo each week, then I think we're, we're good. So. We actually had, um, a new trial healer that okay. they had progressed phase one and phase two of Sarkarath and basically not touched phase three. And uh, they were one of our healers for the three heal strat. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, there we go. That's awesome. Right into the fire. Yeah, um, that is that is no joke. So, And um, that, that kind of came down to like who could play good DPS off specs. And we had one of our, one of our healers is a former DPS main. Uh-huh. And so they played Shadow Priest for us on it. And the other is a former uh, Windwalker main and Boomkin main. And they played Augmentation for us. Their main is a Preservation Evoker right now. Okay. Nice. So, it, like, our other option was, like, somebody played Rhett Paladin, but we wanted a Paladin healer because yeah. of, you know, they're good. And also Aura Mastery. Yeah. Both solid spells. Yep. <laughs> um... So that kind of pushed us in that direction. So we three healed with, it was Holy Paladin, uh, Resto Shaman, and Resto Druid. Okay, that's not, that's not terrible. It's a decent comp. Decent yeah. comp. Nice. Yeah. Well, looking very at, cool. <laughs> looking at Resto Shaman numbers is very funny 
they are very low but <laughs> like uh the if either of the other healers had done as little healing they would have been like single digit worse oh jesus whereas the rest the rest of shaman actually got like mid green close to blue um but spiritly tell them still like all-star absolute all-star yeah it's still the best like end of p1 cooldown you can throw like I, it's so strong there so that's I funny wonder so i didn't i didn't assign ancestral protection totem i wonder if they played apt or earthen wall i didn't actually check oh i don't even know where that is on the tree i also have no idea <laughs> I mean, I mean, they played neither i haven't played a i haven't played a rest of shaman in years so oh they played earthen wall yeah nice but uh yeah <laughs> So that that, is, that was our raid week, and we're not raiding tonight. So uh, oh, nice, nice, uh, very chill weekend. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, very nice. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's sort of in that lull before the next year where we're just sort of trying to take it easy, not burn people yeah. out. Really, is the idea. So, um, so cool. Um, all right. Well, I think we can get into some of the news for the day. Um, a couple of things hit this week. So first up, of course, Hardcore Classic Realms actually released like before our last or, or you know, it was a, a week ago. So we talked a little bit on the podcast. I am still slowly leveling in Hardcore. I am level 12 on my Rogue, taking it extremely slow. Yep. I've had the only <laughs> the only near death experiences I've had is number one, going into caves and having other people train mobs on top of me. Like that's literally yeah. it. It's been yeah. I watch and it's funny. So now like when I whenever I go in a cave I have to do something. So this happened 100% in the the first Wendigo cave you have to go in after you leave yes. the starters area in uh what's that what's that Lock, zone called? Um, it's not Lakmodan. It's uh I know what, it's the dwarf starter area. Yeah, whatever the zone is outside Ironforge. I always forget the name of it. Um and so yeah, that's super scary almost died there a couple of times and then um yeah there's the, the other cave across it where like the flight people are not the flight people but there's like a air showing you like go down into like a quarry or whatever and there's a cave there with some trogs that is a or is a little also a little sketchy but no it's been yeah. it's been fun um sort of doing that but me being level 12 i'm close i was probably on the leaderboard somewhere for the race for for world first classic but um Oh, but sure. no, <laughs> we did have a person hit 60, first person hit 60 in Hardcore Classic. It was Vitochi, I believe is how you pronounce their name. Um, Your guys is as good as mine. Yeah, so Vitochi uh, did it on a mage, hit level 60 after 69 hours and 53 minutes uh, of played time, um, which is, I for always forget how many hours it takes to level. And this is, uh, so they, they talked a little bit about um, how they did it. Uh, how they got first and basically um so they're playing a mage they did not take the safe route they did not do the thing no. where you like pull them up at the time you know you, you play safe you play the long game they were aoe farming like actual classic aoe farming like you, people do in in the actual classic servers where it's okay to die and you just go back to the spirit you know from the spirit healer and pick up your corpse like doing that on hardcore and it's kind of a miracle that they didn't die oh yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent so 
Um, so yeah, no, they did it. They did it the AOE farming way. Hit sixty first. It was them and like I think two other people were close. Um, so there's another there were, at the point they hit set at the point they hit sixty. Sorry, uh, there were two people at the top of the leaderboard themselves and another mage. Uh, that were like close ish, like the leaderboard doesn't update instantly. Um, so mm-hmm. they were listed as 59, the other one was listed as 57, and the next one after that is a rogue at level 53. Yeah, so that gives that... you a sense of like how, how big that gap is. I believe someone, I don't know if it was, I thought there was a hunter up there too, but maybe it wasn't a hunter, but I know there was another person probably in like the mid 50s that died. Um, yeah, like mid that week to yeah. To like I think I was online when that happens. Yeah, so I mean it's uh it's it's rough, but um but no yeah, classic is alive and or at least classic hardcore alive and well. It's a super cool uh, piece. So, um, yeah. I will say uh, staying up late playing classic, uh, <laughs> not the greatest way to do hardcore and survive. Oh no. Yep. Um. Sometimes you just lose for no real reason. Like, I had a druid. I got to level 12. I was fighting a thresher next to Darkshore. Okay. And, like, well, for one thing, you're in the water, so you can't run away. Yep. Um, And just, like, crushing blow to death? Really? That's rough. Like, crushing blows do a very large amount of damage. Compared to, like, your total health bar. So, like, I'm sitting there, like, gonna use a potion after the next hit hits me. And it's just, like, a crushing blow. And I lose 20% of my health and die. Yeah, you just fall over. There's, like, yeah. no, no winning there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that was very frustrating. Yeah. No, yeah. Carcore can be... It can be rough leveling up. And, yeah, you definitely have to pay attention, I think, to stuff like that. So, um, but, yeah, luckily, me and, me and the little rogue, we've, we're slowly but surely making our way to 60. We might hit it soon, so... I doubt it. Maybe, maybe before, maybe before the end of the year, uh, that might be the goal. The goal is um, to hit sixty before they shut down the servers. That's tr- actually that's that's honestly <laughs> the real goal. That's honestly the real goal. Um, but cool, yeah. So that's that's classic, uh, classic hardcore. It's a. I mean, I think it's a really cool mode. I've had a couple of friends who. Um, it's funny they've they've played well in the past, but um, they have come back to try hardcore. Like they've since they don't play regularly at all nowadays, but. The idea of like playing a hardcore WoW sort of grind seems interesting to them. They're also big into like just ARPGs in general, so yeah, they have that sort of like hardcore itch, I'll say. Um, but no, yeah, some uh, some fun fun times happening there. I would love um, to see. I would love to see. This is a little bit toxic. I would love to see the numbers of classic hardcore compared to Diablo Four. That is extremely toxic. But I would say, I mean, honestly, comparable. I would say they're comparable um i see more of the amount of players like I, I, obviously my friends list is biased right because my friend li- friends list is all people from wow but i see more people on classic hardcore than i see on d4 right now uh yeah i mean i i would say like i have a couple yeah again i have a couple friends who they were they're a part of like the they, their names are on the statue uh with the little oh, statue for the first thousand yeah. players to breach max with uh um in hardcore and like they've they literally it's the last time they've played is they hit whatever max level is and yeah. like kind of quit after that so yeah um so but cool yeah but that's that's a little little classic update uh i think we have another little one in a bit um talking about wrath but real yeah, quick skip to that right now and we can just skip to that probably makes sense so um so wrath classic they released the ptr development notes um so ptr came up 
Um, you started, they started doing tests for ICC, which is out, of course, with this next patch. But the one thing I wanted to sort of highlight from this, so not really going too in-depth about ICC, and, and I am still playing Wrath, still doing TOGC, grinding. It's a lot of fun. But they did make a huge section of these patch notes about the Shadowmorn legendary quest. So if you're not yeah. familiar, Shadowmorn was the legendary weapon that um, came with ICC. And if you're not familiar with the way legendary weapons worked in older versions of WoW, generally it was like you need to kill bosses to get drops. And if you got enough drops, you can complete like a quest. So it was very RNG-based, like not heavily RNG-based, but it was RNG and getting your drops. And then once you got enough, you could then craft uh, your your Shadowmorn um, after doing a, a couple other things too. And so the the longest part of this was getting the drops. They weren't guaranteed. I think maybe Heroic Lich King guaranteed drop one back then, but in general, it was um, yeah. you kind of had to had to hope to get it. Valinir, which is the legendary healing mace that came from Oldar, Old Oldwar, um, also similar idea of like you needed random drops to 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 basically complete a portion of the quest. Um, so what they're doing, just to give you a little background, what they're doing is they're actually greatly increasing the drop rate of the Shadow uh, Frost Shards, which is what you need to collect to create or start the one step within the quest to create Shadowmorn. Um, they're greatly increasing the drop rate. Um, and basically each end boss, so the way that ICC set out, there's four end wing bosses plus the Lich King. The five bosses basically will guarantee drop a shard on either 25 normal or heroic difficulty. So no need to do that. Um, and then they're increasing the drop rate just in general. Um, and the idea is basically to get more Shadow Morns in people's hands. You can have more fun because if you get the really strong legendary item, you do more damage. It's a lot more fun. And in my mind, this goes, I mentioned this a while ago or a couple, a couple episodes ago about why I like raiding in classic is that it's kind of like comp stomp modes. If you ever played like a, like an RTS game where like it's you yeah. and your buddies and you're playing against the computer, the computers are not very good. And so there's a little bit of a challenge there. Like you can't totally turn your brain off, but eventually you will win no matter what you do. Right? Yeah. You can go like mass Marines and you'll win because the computer won't know what to do with it. And that's what rating and IC and in Wrath Classics like to me. And to be fair, like this sort of supports that with it, which is the idea. Like they want you to have fun and get the items and like have a good time. They don't want you to have to like grind or have a bunch of hurdles to do stuff, which is a just a different, I think, concept than like retail is. They right. also like they brought up the fact that original ICC was a year long, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're planning on this ICC lasting a year. That's no. their cadence of classic pass patches had generally been a lot higher. Um so but the original drop rates for Shadowmorn put you at four to six months to complete a single Shadowmorn. Yep. And so this change also means that Instead of it being four to six months, I don't know if they give a number on the expected value, uh, but it's going to be significantly short. Oh, they do eight to ten weeks, so around two months yeah. to complete it. Which means that if ICC, like the the comparison is, if ICC is four months long, it's the same amount of time relative to the length of the tier. Um, mm -hmm. I suspect it might be a little bit longer than that because we yeah. still don't know what's happening after Wrath Classic. Um, I think a lot of people are guessing we're going to find out at BlizzCon this year, which is in a couple of months. Yeah. Um, but ICC probably comes out before then because they put the PTR up, you know, now. Yeah. Yeah, I think ICC in like October-ish makes the most sense. Somewhere in there, like right before BlizzCon and then you can go to BlizzCon and, and enjoy it. So 
but yeah, no, it's it's cool that they're doing this. They're also as a part of this, just as I mean, if people care, they're also upping the drop rate of the fragments you need for Valinor, which is the legendary mace out of Old War. Um, so they're upping that drop rate too, um, yeah. with this patch, which is which is cool. So I mean, it's 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 nice to see like you. I don't know it's nice to see Blizzard taking the more fun approach to this stuff versus like keeping yeah. it as traditional. So um, yeah, I I agree with that. I I agree with that. I mean, the people, and it's funny, like being in this guild that I I raid in or whatever, and hearing them talk about the game, it's like it's a bunch of people who just like want to just do it for the nostalgia versus like the challenge or like yeah, they're not trying to like recreate. Oh, ICC was so hard. Let's go back to the way it was back then. It's like, man, although, I raided this when I was like ten years ago, you know, and and now I get to go back. So although uh, I don't true. think that there are so PTR for ICC was up this week. I don't think there were any Lich King kills. There were not that I saw. Although I think, I think the problem, I think the reason for that though is Putricide was bugged. Where like oh. to kill Putricide, you had to do some like really wonky stuff. I see, um, I see. So I think there was a couple of bugs with the bosses that didn't allow Lichkin to be opened up. But yeah, um, that's fair. the yeah. The other thing that I was going to bring up is um, they intentionally left uh, like Uldor gear on the vendors mm-hmm. or Uluar slash GOC gear on the vendors so this is like previous tier gear normally when you go on PTR they give you like well like in retail it's current tier, tier heroic gear I, I'm guessing for ICC it would be like ICC normal gear yeah uh, to, to test heroic um, but this is uh, basically seeing what people can do with the gear that they've got on live exactly yeah yeah so Which, it was um it was a good test i think of like the what the difficulty looks like and i mean it seems pretty pretty standard i, I read a couple of like watch a couple of people play and give like their review of like difficulty and how hard it is and it didn't see i mean it's def. i think icc is one of the first steps into like what a modern wow raid looks like in terms of like the type of mechanics people were saying get. that about world war though yeah i i mean i think old war is that about world war i'm pretty sure yeah. actually but Oldowar, having actually done Oldowar now, it's like one boss is like that. And that's yeah. Yogg. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I, I think actually having done it and like going back and actually doing the fights, like even even Mimiron for like the people who talk about Firefighter being like super hard and everything like that, like the actual mechanics of Mimiron are like super basic. Um, like I I did most of that. I did most of that and even TOGC as like not remembering anything and just people being like, okay, you have a debuff now that drops fire. Don't stand in it. I was like, okay, well, I think I can handle that. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> yeah. Per- you need to heal this debuff. And like, that's li- like the two, that, that's literally Lord Shiraxis. There's two mechanics. It's like, yeah, don't walk over fl- fire and heal debuff before it expires. And it's like, okay, well, it, it can't get any simpler. So, yeah, like, maybe you're right. I mean, kind of on that note, like yeah. people made a big deal about Anubarak tanking stuff. Um, for for like Warcraft logs, um, yeah, because of the fact that you know you people were like three tanking this fight, um, and you had like two different off tanks basically both tanking the burrowers while mm-hmm. the main tank tanks a noob, and so we had this kind of complicated setup for like tank spec detection, and everything looked great on launch, and then like two weeks in we're starting to get complaints that unholy dks are getting marked as tanks because people just aren't tanking the burrowers 
Yeah. They just let them hit people. Yeah. Yeah. And they, the unholy DKs do the most damage so they get threat. Yeah, it's wild, yeah. Yeah, we're we're still working on Hiroga Noob, but um but no, yeah, the 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 fights are not that difficult at all. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how ICC plays out. I mean, I think there's going to be some like really easy fights in there, but I hopefully the end bosses of each of the wings will be was somewhat difficult, right? Like Cindergosa, Putricide, whatever yeah. the Blood Queen's name is, and and um, uh, that's all four, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's that's the the classic notes are out there. Check them out. The I mean, the drop rate thing I think is the coolest part of it. Oh, and then because I play a hunter, I'm, I I can't let this go. They're adding trap launcher for immolation trap, which means I no longer have to run in and out of melee as a hunter. Yeah, uh, and drop traps, which is which is awesome. So um so cool and i think the other the other sort of classic news really final classic piece when so it's not being a classic podcast for a little bit is um raider.io did get access to the or i guess not access but blizzard released their classic api um and so raider.io is raider.io has put together a couple of you know pages and, and character updates for for classic so you can load your characters up see their gear um you know, use a, a handful of the Raider.io features um, now that they have that um, that API up and can and can uh, and can grab stuff. So yeah, and so there's this is only for actual classic classic. This is not Wrath, not mm-hmm. yet at least. Um, which is like we looked at this for Warcraft log stuff, and I think that was our note was like this is not for wrath classic yet but we should be keeping our eye on this because when it is that actually solves a lot of the problems for us where people right now in order to claim a character you have two options you can upload a log with the character uh, but you have to have like logged it as the character Um, or you can go onto the forums and like a post and then synchronize it's a it's a bit of a mess but basically reusing the forums api as a character api gotcha okay um and yeah it's not not greatest so hopefully you know if that comes to wrath classic then we can use that and make it a lot cleaner and nicer for people to be able to claim their classic characters that would be good yeah i mean i think it's always good that blizzard flushes out all this api stuff so classic api is great I guess I guess it would be like classic era API is what they call it because just classic is right. Yeah, I, think is I don't the, I don't remember the initial blue post that announced yeah. it. I think there was a note that it may come to the others, but yeah, for right now they're like doing it for classic era. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, cool. I think that's it for our retrospective of the classic game. We can start to get into some actual retail news. So a couple of things before we talk about ten one seven and some of the the stuff that's happening there. Um, the Secrets of Azeroth event is going on right now. So if you aren't familiar with what the, what this is, it's basically um, like a daily secrets or like puzzle game or that Blizzard has put out. So basically every day for the next two weeks, um, there is a new sort of puzzle that comes out um, or, yeah, I guess, yeah, or secret. And you basically have to decipher what the secret is and you sort of get an achievement. I think by doing all the entire event, um, you can get a bunch of stuff like I think there's a mount in there, there's a yep. pet, um, there's some transmog stuff, a couple of random toys, like a thinking cap and like a torch you can run around with. Um, so yeah, so if you want to sort of be Sherlock Holmes essentially 
and uh and look through this secret stuff um that event is live i for one love stuff like this um i think this is a little bit more structured than i wanted um because basically like every day a new uh like clue comes out and you can like progress it so you know exactly where to go and who to pick it up from um but i do really enjoy these like sort of like secret events that that show up and watching the community come together to like figure it out um is cool so it's a really big shift from a lot of the previous ones where it's been no word. It's just like, hey, there's something in data mining, so we know this exists. Yeah. And then yeah, there's people just like, you know, it's just the the million monkeys pushing all the buttons in Azeroth figuring out how to how to unlock the thing. Versus exactly. this is like instead of it being like potentially weeks for like thousands and thousands of people to work out how to get something this is more like okay we're going to clue you in that this is happening and we expect every one of these hints to get worked out in a day yeah yeah exactly so it's not like super hard like secret wise but it is cool um also the event like you can still get the rewards after the event is over uh, i think it's going to stay live i don't know if they said indefinitely but at least for a couple you know, days or weeks after the event ends and you can just catch up basically you if you started it today haven't done anything you'll start on day one yeah and you'll be able to progress up to i think today is day four um and the the clues come out at noon pacific time i want to i want to say somewhere around there i haven't um, touched it yeah so. um but you can catch up up until whatever the current day is you don't have to wait and only do one a day um so yeah that's so probably I did, how i'll do it is uh wait is, till the end <laughs> yeah that's how i that's how i do tv shows too is i wait until they're done and then i watch them yeah yeah or most of the time uh sometimes i don't yeah so i did the day one stuff i didn't or day one and day two stuff and now i'm on day three but day four comes out today yeah which this is sunday the september 3rd so um so yeah the day four stuff comes out today which is yeah which is cool but secret event i love i think this stuff is cool i'll never figure it out so like i'll go to some website give me a guide or go to the secrets discord yeah i'll click the buttons in the right order but it's uh it's cool it's a it's a cool little puzzle thing um going on um and yeah this is just a cool like just get out in the world event which i think is what they've talked about doing you know with this xbox and they haven't really done much of this in the past at least structured like this i guess they have done you know individual secrets so um so cool so then um next up is we did get a second encrypted vendor patch pushed uh, this week uh for 10.2 um, which means 10.2 well under development, which we already expected that. But yeah, another vendor patch uh, went out, which you know basically means I would assume PTR is close. Um, you know, if not this week after 10.17 goes live, I would say almost you know guaranteed the week after. Um, so within yeah. the next two weeks, we should be able to jump on 10.2 PTR, see what's changed, see what's out there, see what we get ourselves into. So. Um, but yeah, vendor patches getting pushed. Love, love to hear that. Love to see that. Um, so cool. Um, the other thing coming out of retail, uh, just as a little a bit of an aside here, is we have uh, the WoW token prices just skyrocketing in value, uh, at least on retail. Um, yeah. With them, I think that their highest levels ever, like EU broke 400,000, I think for the first time. Um, yeah. NA is is over three hundred thousand, which I think that's still a record. Um, so yeah, so they've they're skyrocketing. No one really knows why. I would suspect. I, sorry, 
Yeah, well, there's a couple things I think. One of them is you can get tokens in Classic now. Yeah. You've been able to for a few months, and you can kind of see uh, a trend line starting to go up at the point that that becomes available. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, like the previous peak was in Legion at the end of Legion at what was probably the previous high point of the game. Exactly. Or at least the previous high point since the tokens were released. And, um, you can, I, I, uh, broke my stream setup, so I can't pull it up on stream, but there's a very visible drop at what I'm only going to call the beginning of battle for Azeroth in token price. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it never really recovered until, um, I mean, it kind of recovered towards the end of Shadowlands, and then it didn't really recover until actual Dragonflight. Yeah. And I, and I also forget, too, so the other thing is, I think the, is there a virtual ticket this year for BlizzCon? Yes, there is. That's, yeah, that's typically when it also spikes, is, uh... Is yeah. like people will will sort of use funds to do that, or and you're right too. I mean, the idea of like being can you but can you transfer tokens to classic? Like if you buy no. them with, okay. So you'd have to buy. The I actually token wonder if with, the is the pool separate. Hmm. I don't actually know how classic tokens work. If it's a completely yeah. separate pool or what? Yeah, I don't think you could mail them. And they're, the token that you buy isn't for money, it's for game time, right? Like, you either buy the token with gold. That, I think when you mentioned that, I thought you were talking about, like, transferring gold from, like, retail yeah. into classic, but I don't I think know they added. That. Yeah, I know they added uh, WoW tokens. And I don't know what... I, it doesn't look like these sites actually track the classic token price. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's enti- I think it's entirely separate. I don't I don't believe you can send a regular token over to classic. So, um, yeah. But if you could, that's an easy way to to, to trade mean, or swap gold. You could turn like retail gold into Blizz bucks and then turn that into into classic that's true. tokens. That's true. That's true. That is that is that is true. Um, maybe I should do that. I need a I need a what should call it a trinket. Buy one off the H. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make you a little need, trans. You need a transfer. GDKP run. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh God, no, no. I tried to join one, and they were like, "Your item level is too low." And I was like, "They're like, what are you willing to spend?" I was like, "I have a thousand gold." They're like, "The minimum bid for items is 750." I'm like, "So you mean I can bid on one item?" They're like, "We're not bringing you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "All right, well, uh, 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 get so. them done." I know I got screwed. Um, but yeah, interesting. I wonder if you could maybe I'll do that. We'll have to, we'll have to invest. I'll I'll report back next week on my token report adventures back. between report wrath back. and wrath and retail. Um, so cool. Yeah, that's. I mean, like I said, that's all the news. Actually, there's not. We're we're grasping at straws here for some news in this game. So it's a, well, it's well, a we we have uh we have some patch ten dot one dot seven news. Obviously, uh, we mentioned at the top of the podcast that comes out this week. Um, and, uh, I don't want to go through like all the features. There's a bunch of world content. There's the ping system, which we, uh, we talked about at length. Get ready to get another keybind. Uh, good luck, brewmasters. So excited. 
So and uh, yeah, ping system. Then there's more like world events, stream surges, uh, night elf heritage armor, also forsaken. But who cares about them? So listen, I, one I of these undead. one of these looks good, and I like like the iconic night elf look, and the other one. No. Okay. Looks the, like the, the iconic, the iconic undead, like forsaken look, is like level one undead armor. That's what. Oh, I agree with the like this, the flesh yeah. and the bones sticking out. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. This is not that. It's not even close to that. Like, sure, it looks neat. Yeah, you know, have fun with it, but it's not the same. I would agree. Yeah, it's it's a little rough in that regard. Um. um but. Then, as part of the patch, of course, there are class changes, mm-hmm. and notably, uh, there are changes for monks. Do you want to talk about yeah. the Mistweaver stuff? Yeah, so we, we did an episode a couple weeks ago on the changes, and we were still doing a bunch of testing. So the major change, um, there's there's been a lot of movement in our talent tree again with this patch. Um, so a couple of different talents have moved positions. Um and some notable things have been removed and some notable notable things have been added. So the first thing is they've removed Spirit of the Crane from the talent tree, which was, of course, the mana return whenever you utilize teachings of the monastery stacks, which is the ability where if you Tiger Palm, you get stacks. And when you Blackout Kick and use those stacks, those uh, additional stacks you used would be turned into mana. I believe the value was like 0.65% of your mana was returned for each stack you consume. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that has been removed, uh, and the team is added in Manatee with a couple of different things added to it. So there's a redesign of lifestyle or lifestyle life cycles, um, which basically makes your Vivify cause your next Rising Sun Kick um, or Enveloping Mist to generate a stack of Manatee at a higher percentage, and then vice versa, your Enveloping Mist and Rising Sun Kicks give your Vivify a increased chance to generate a Manatee stack. So it's a Nice sort of back and forth interaction from life cycles, which will be good. Um, and then there's also like a, it's going to be a choice node, but you can channel Manatee faster and generate more mana is the second option. Um, now we, when we talked about Manatee at the time, um, it functions much like older Manatee did in uh, like WAD and even previously MOP, which is it becomes a channel where you get stacks of uh, Manatee up to 20, um, I believe is the max. And you then consume those stacks through the use of a channel where you consume one stack every 0.5 seconds and you will generate 3,000 mana or regenerate 3,000 mana for each stack you consume. So you can, you know, if you channel this for one second, you'll generate 6,000 mana and consume two stacks. That's sort of the idea. Um, it is cast by moving, which is great, but you do have reduced movement speed while you're channeling. So you can sort of kind of move. Um, and also for every um, stack, of manatee that you consume you gain one second of mana cost reduction after you end the channel the idea is if you channel it for five or i say four seconds we'll say you gain four seconds of um uh sorry manatee reduction after you end the channel essentially it's a 50 percent reduction so it's sort of like the old manatee you know um integrated into it so you could channel this immediately before your big ramp and just have old manatee and also regenerate a bunch of mana 
Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, and you're not going to, so there's going to be a couple of interesting gameplay places where you're not going to want to channel it for very long. You're basically going to channel it enough to get that reduction on a single spell. Um, so whether that's like essence font or like the start of your ramp, because if, if you still play clouded focus, the entry point into it, you'll want that initial, you'll want two things from it. Manatee also procs your four set. You could use it right before you ramp and then use the reduction to basically game the first enveloping mist you cast since our our rotation is typically channel soothing mist hit enveloping mist then spam a bunch of vivifies um and so you get that reduction of that first enveloping mist um but yeah a couple things have changed since we tested so at the time manatee channel was unhasted uh and it procced it always procced your four piece which basically had a very degenerate play style where every eight seconds you would hit manatee for half a second <laughs> <laughs> And have permanent uptime of the four piece uh, <laughs> oh, right, no. six seconds. So they've they've made a couple of changes. So we did the, some testing was done this week as we come into like the final week of PTR, and some things have changed. So so namely, the Manatee channel is now hasted, meaning that like as a percentage of your haste, you will have a reduced channel time, which means you get mana. You know, you will consume stacks just slightly quicker. You don't gain so, any more mana. You just can get to the channel quicker well it's kind of a neat counterpoint to one of the things that makes haste kind of awkward sometimes for healers is that haste lets you spend your mana faster uh-huh. but it doesn't generally let you get your mana back faster this does actually let you get your mana back faster exactly yeah so it's definitely a good change it feels a little bit better um the other thing too is they've put an internal cooldown on how often manatee can proc your four set it's now once every 10 seconds so you have a little bit of leeway in in how you use it or or when you use it you don't have to be spamming it out so two really good changes i'll say um i think the preliminary napkin math from from swaggles has this at like a one and a half to two percent increase in overall healing um so it's it's not I mean, it's a, it's a solid amount of more healing. You will want to take this this spell. Um, but again, the the as long as two piece exists in the current game, you won't be using manatee for the mana return. You'll be using it for <laughs> a slight reduction and to be easily proc your four piece. Oh my gosh! Um, so um, the two piece so, is too strong. So, do you think you'll be using that two piece next year, unless they come out with an even more, or, or I guess nerf it? Yeah, I mean, I would, so I've thought a little bit about this. I think it ends up getting nerfed probably as the patch goes live. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I could see you using like, yeah, two pieces even in, the, I, it, well, it would depend on how strong four pieces for next tier, what exactly the four piece bonus is. Yeah, okay. But I mean, at least in terms of like mana regen- regeneration, like the two piece will continue to be really strong. So you might end up like not breaking two piece until you can fully equip four piece next tier if they don't make any changes to it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just the end of the world. <laughs> no, no, it's been, I mean, but to be fair, it's been a while since we've cared about, like, set bonuses like that um, as much, right, when you're picking up new gear, so. Yeah, um, I mean, like, Enhancement Shaman this tier used two-piece, two-piece until they nerfed last tier's two-piece. Yeah. Um, so. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, it's, um, Manatee is, it's good. I mean, the the good, the, it was, it was good to see it come back. Had some degenerative gameplay elements to it i think now it's in a better spot um the on-demand you know procking four piece is really cool and the ability to um you know gain um 
gain mana is is awesome. So, um, so yeah, no, it's a it's a good good handful of changes uh, coming in to the game. So, um, I cannot, yeah, I can't wait to mess around with it. It'll be it'll be weird to play with this manatee since we haven't had anything like this since the Legion rework, which is the um the last the place time. where you got essence one. Yeah, yeah, that dumb spell which we don't cast now which is like honestly what i wanted so we will hopefully that trend continues and in, in 11.0 we get to hear the awesome words of essence font has been removed from the game because i've literally wanted to be re- removed from the game since it came out <laughs> Here, here's a fun question have has Mistweeper had essence font for longer than it hasn't had essence font oh that's a good question uh I would almost because they say, got it in Legion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it would. I, so MOP, well, MOP Wad versus Legion BFA and Shadowlands. Yeah, and no. part of Dragonflight. It's yeah, no, be, yeah, we've had it longer. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, I was trying to say like, well, like Wad, like Siege of Ogremar was like a year plus long tier, but even with that, you have three and a half expansions basically yeah. worth of Essence font. Yeah, no, it's um, it's been here forever, and it's still. I mean. I will say it doesn't have the same power it's had in the past, it, like with respect to the rest of our kit, which is awesome. Um, but as long as it exists, it like there's always the chance the tuning changes just enough that we go back to spamming or or casting that stupid spell. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's um the change. I mean, to be fair, it's like Dragonflight has been awesome in terms of changes, and it's hilarious for us to like to slowly be going back to like the wad and mop era style of playing miss weaver it's it's like the weirdest thing to like we get this new manatee like we've been playing a lot of like clouded like the ramp stuff's a little weird but like the idea is still the same as it was back then which is like spread and get as many renewing mists out on the raid as you can like that's the goal and so now we have the like we don't have uplift like we did back in in wad but we have clouded focus ramps which are slightly different but still like the same type of gameplay style which um which is cool. I'm I'm definitely a fan, and I think Manatee will be a a fun thing. I still the redu- like I still am I like playing. I have to play with it in progression or like in a raid a lot more because I the the reduction seems weird in terms of like you basically have to channel for at least a second to make use of that reduction at all. So you're consuming at least you know four stacks, and the reason that is is like Manatee still triggers the common GCD when you use it. So like, is that hang on? So obviously, patch notes can be wrong. Would not be the first time, but it says it reduces the cost of your spells by one second per stack of mana yeah. consumed, and you consume one stack per half second. Yeah. So if you channel it for a full second, you get two seconds of reduction. Okay. You'll still have you half have a to, second GCD. So yeah. you basically have to use it right away. So that's the that's yeah. the only okay. weird part about it is like you have to channel for a little bit longer to get the reduction after the the GCD. So um but yeah i mean other than that it's you just have to learn how to use it maybe the reduction because i i think the reduction ends up being probably the most powerful part of this well i guess the most powerful part is that it procs four set which is good but like beyond the base spell if you're not talking about tier interactions the reduction is the more powerful part than the the mana coming back to you so it's it's um yeah it's just it's awkward any sort of like i don't know any sort of thing where you're like channeling into another spell I always feel weird. It always feels weird to me because I always feel like I break early. That's so more of a gameplay thing trying to figure out. But, um, but yeah, no, that's coming in. And then 
That's Manatee. That's massive. And along with this change, they have moved, like with the removal of Spirit of the Crane um, from the tree, they've moved some of that section of the the, the, the spec tree around a little bit um, to make it flow or, or continue to flow the way it has in the past. So, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, Manatee good. Going to be a healing increase for us. Another way to proc force it and um, gives us some mana back, which we don't need right now, but I think into the future, into like next tier. Yeah, um, it will be lose. a thing once you no longer have the current two set. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it is interesting. Like, you mentioned this we were slowly getting closer and closer to how it played in, like, Mop Wad. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the best changes to Brewmaster in recent memory was the introduction of um, Celestial Brew, a.k.a. Guard. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Like the the tools that Brewmaster have now, like the main like Stagger has consistently gotten less and less important over time. Uh -huh. It's still very important, right? It's way more important than it was in terms of like total kit uh, now than it was in Mop, for example. The number on Stagger is just way higher, um, but it's still. Uh, like we have, we have a lucid brawler. We have, which didn't used to be the mastery. It was a different mastery. Uh, oh. actually, Stagger was the mastery, and then um, of course, guard, purifying brew. There was another brew that I don't remember that uh basically generated what is now our mastery. Uh huh. And uh, so it's like kind of the same. <laughs> almost like you know in some ways the uh reworks of the monk specs in legion were small disasters yeah i mean i not i mean i know how not, i haven't i didn't play the other specs as well as much right and even to this day i don't i mean i don't play windwalker at all and like brewmaster is like every expansion i'll spend a season tanking mythic plus maybe right and like that's yeah. the extent of my brewmaster experience so but for for misweaver that was it was to me, that is the the opening, the opening of Mistweaver and Legion. That first patch, even to be fair, I would say even the first two patches of Legion, um, where that's the worst Mistweavers ever played. Like it, it was it was a bunch of abilities that didn't fit together at all. That like it's almost like it. I think we talked about the time. It's like they they ran yeah. out of time. Like they yeah. like either they ran out of time or it was like one of those things where they're like, all right. And I don't, I don't mean this derogatory. It might come off me, but it's like, we're going to let the intern design this plan, this class. <laughs> and it's like well, with no oversight, it's just like, Hey, you know, you just joined Blizzard three weeks ago. Yeah. Three weeks ago, you just do Miss Weaver. Cool. And let's I mean, know what it's done. I, so. I, I believe I know who actually did the Miss Weaver design, but I could be wrong, but not an intern. Um, it, strikes me in some ways as similar to the brewmaster situation where it was more cute and interesting than actually functional and fun and like mistweaver missed power level wise on the low side brewmaster once people figured out that the cute and interesting was actually broken as hell uh skewed high very yeah. high for years <laughs> um and basically to make it not like either complete and other trash or just like the best thing uh in rate at least like different different deal in mythic plus but in yeah. rate at least um they 
needed to change it because the cute and interesting was a little bit too uh too one-sided in power level but gotcha it, it in some like essence font when is a healer ever had a spell like that that's the kind of thing that maybe is a little bit like you know what if cute and interesting and yeah. uh did not actually work out in practice no no and it's it's i mean even even knowing how that spell works you're like you have to plant your feet for three seconds as a healer when in almost any raid encounter that expansion the majority of the raid damage went out while you were moving like there yeah. was never or there was like movement around you where like if you didn't get lucky and none of like like cross was it Kron- what was the bridge boss in nighthold Krosis or chronos or something like that Krosis, yeah yeah like if the swirlies didn't land on you, then you were perfect. You could channel essence on it, be great. But if they did land on you, then you were screwed. Or like Lady Aurelia in the courtyard, her arcane phase was the literally it was like moving for orb drops, but there was a bunch of raid damage going off. It's like you're never gonna you're gonna get one channel off with Thunder Focus. You, and you're when screwed. did they when did they change it to let you channel essence spot while moving? It was the patch after Nighthold. Okay. So it was it was basically too little too late. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and at, and at that point, like people had, had jumped off of it and gone elsewhere. And like, yeah, I mean, you also had like channel like like uh, obviously Soothing Mist. Soothing Mist channeled. It was free tacked on the end along with our mastery. But it was like no one ever casts it and then just lets it channel. So like in a raiding environment or even in like a mythic plot, I don't I don't know if mythic plus was a thing then, but in like a dungeon environment, you're not sitting there channeling essence or soothing mist on a single target as you're like running around like maybe you do it if you're like running from one pack to another i mean but like legion was a little bit weird in that like you know first first time mythic plus is around but you know it reached the end where like you just had a blood decay and they just used their artifact ability and they gave everybody a ton of leech and then the dps (laughs) just leeched exactly you, you, you maybe had a healer in order to like spot heal specific things um but they were not it's not like dragonflight where they actually do like real aoe damage like they put real aoe group damage out that the healer has to respond to it was more like this person got targeted by a random target spell that didn't get you know or was unkickable you know think of like pelters and things although those again at the high level the tank got the hell out of dodge exactly and they just stopped pelting yeah so uh, we'll see. I mean, I, they've been, it's been, Mistweaver, I think, is, I mean, I would say, I don't know about all classes, right? I think there's a couple of specs and classes that are in bad shape, but at least for monks and like for Mistweaver, I'd say this is the best Mistweaver's felt since, like, since Pre Legion, which is, which is really cool. And I think Manatee just helps support that, like, puts us, yeah. Um, it gives us a little bit of that flavor back. And, and I think just from a power perspective, it's more powerful than the current option. So, which is always good um yeah but cool i, mean, I that, think that's great like i mean brewmaster also is in a great spot gameplay wise so monks on the open up i have no idea what windwalker is like right now i mean I, absolutely no idea when i click in the lounge it's like delete the spec and you know we're all terrible so i mean that's same thing miss fever lounges so i'm assuming lounge isn't the best way to get your <laughs> feedback um no i mean i think yeah i think it's in general like I'm happy with the way uh, the way that like Mistweaver has at least has felt this expansion, which is cool. Um, we've had two wildly different play styles. We started out with, you know, yeah. uh, something very different than Clouded Focus, and now we're on the Clouded Focus kick. So it's been it's been cool. 
Um, yeah. But I'm, awesome. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I don't know. I, I thought about having something to add and I was like, nah, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> gotcha. Well, the, the only other final thing I want to say about the patch, um, and then I think that that might be everything, is there is going to be an Eastern Kingdoms Cup coming up. Um, so that launches, I think, October 4th is the date. So I I did not get to finish all of Kalimdor Cup. Um, yeah. Definitely got distracted playing a couple other things, but I have more, started it. more dragon riding stuff is always cool in the old world. So... Um, so yeah, so they uh they are adding in Eastern Kingdoms Cup October fourth through seventeenth, probably similar event structure. Do a bunch of courses, get some currency, get some transmogs and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, more dragon riding. So yeah, uh, nice. Yeah, maybe I'll do that this afternoon. I say that every time, and I'm not going to do it this afternoon. Yeah, no, I am a hundred percent. What am I doing this afternoon? There was something. Oh, uh. What was I doing this afternoon? There was something I was going to finish up in WoW, and I forget what it is. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, in any event, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that is going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it and the work that we do over at the Peak of Serenity, you can do that over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Serenity. And, of course, come and join the Discord. It is the best place to go and learn about all the weird, wild tech for using Manatee optimally, or to shitpost about F1 in Brew Lounge. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, and it's extended now, you can also do it in Mist Lounge, or I guess Duck Lounge but, but is the name of it. Adam, Brew Lounge yeah. is better. I think we've we've had this debate before, and you are incorrect. And I won. <laughs> oh, damn it. I don't remember the outcome. My brain's too old. Okay, fine. You win. But Mist Lounge, close second. Close second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. But that's going to be it for the uh, show today. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.